welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. Something I have really enjoyed hearing is how our guests first became interested in dancing. Whilst quite a few started in their baby ballet classes at two and three, what has been really surprising is how old some of our guests were when they first started their training, proving that you don't have to be dancing from two in order to make a career of it. Some of our guests haven't really picked it up until they were 10 or 12. I love how these guests prove that it's never too late to pursue a dream, particularly if it is something you are passionate about. Today's guest is one of those amazing dancers who didn't discover his dancing shoes until he was almost in high school. Chris Haynes began his training at the Vanessa Lee Dance Academy in Wollongong, a school where he now teaches future generations of performers. He completed his certificate for in performing arts at Brent Street Studios before embarking on an exciting journey as a featured dancer on Carnival Cruise Lines. Upon his return, he performed in the Ben-Hur Arena Spectacular and then in The Island of Dr Moron and the Michael Jackson Tribute Concert, Gone Too Soon. Chris has also appeared on So You Think You Can Dance Australia, Dance Academy and in Bonnie Lithgow's Cinderella Pantomime. Oh, I remember when we interviewed Bonnie. That was an absolute blast. Make sure you check out her interview in episode 32. And now to today's guest. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Now, Chris, you've had a very successful dance career and now moving into teaching and choreographing. But can you take us first back to where your love of dance first began? So I think it was probably in primary school. My principal was just like, you know, there's this dance little troupe that's happening in like year five, year six. And I was just like, what the hell is this? They just wanted boys to like kind of just join in and just have a bit of fun with the girls type vibe. So I ended up just going and I ended up just in the troop (laughs) and I actually had a really great time we actually entered like you know the dance festival and Southern Star back in the day which was so much fun and me and my best friend at the time were just like you want to do ballroom dancing it's like partner dancing which was just like one day a week on a Tuesday for an hour so this is like year six towards the end like let's go to ballroom dancing and we're like oh okay that's so random but any case sure and at the end of my year six my principal actually had an application for me for Wollongong High School Performing Arts and I was just like what's this and he was just like I just think you have some talent blah 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 and I was like okay <laughs> like here I am thinking I'm just gonna go to a local high school because I lived you know 25 minutes from Wollongong so I had no idea I was gonna go to a performing arts school anyway I auditioned mind you back in those days an audition was just like it was the worst audition I've ever done in my life I think I did Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics and I, <laughs> and I literally just did like troop dancing full-on just like drag runs across the stage like I had no idea like I didn't know how to choreograph dance I didn't even know no technical training, nothing whatsoever. Yeah, crazy day. I had a great time. I remember it like it was yesterday. And then I ended up getting accepted into all of performing arts. And yeah, so then year seven came and I was just doing ballroom dancing for like three years for about one day a week, an hour. I did my syllabus work. So I did like, you know, Latin and all of that. Yeah, and I just did dance in high school as well. So I only had like three, what, three to four periods a week of dancing. So, and you know, I was up against people in there that were like heavily trained in ballet and like jazz. It was pretty, you know, intimidating. Yeah, it wasn't until I was in year nine visual arts. Wow, this is a full on story. <laughs> I'm going for a ride. 
Yeah, I was in Year Nine Visual Arts, and one of my best friends at the time was just like, "Oh my, do you go to a dance school?" And I was like, "Oh no, I just, you know, I was the tennis star back then because I played tennis. So I was like, that's what I was concentrating on, and so I did that." And she was like, oh, no, you should just, like, come. And she was an amazing dancer. Like, she was incredible. She was, like, the number one in the class. And she was just kind of recruiting. (laughs) Anyway, the next week I ended up going there and it was I'd watched it and I was like, wow, this is so cool. It's so different to school dance. It's just so a bit more free. And there was more, like, you know, the stretching and the jazz, you know, and all that. So it was totally different from what I was seeing at school. So, yeah, and I went and I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And this would be in 2000 six yeah it's like november and they were just coming up to their concert and they were going to showcase nationals in like january so i was just like okay well i'll just start next year so i ended up just starting next year and then that's where i started at vanessa lee dance academy dapto and she put me into troops straight away like <laughs> no training whatsoever <laughs> but obviously knew that i had a bit of something i guess if i got into a performing arts school and i've had some you know some sort of dance background so yeah and then i went from you know i was doing tennis and dancing and i was just oh, balancing both and it was becoming so expensive because I was traveling around with tennis as well. And then, yeah, I started just loving dance, like just so much more. I was just, I'm more of a, I was a person that was just very passionate in, in the practical side and the sports side. So everything that I did, I just wanted to excel at and be amazing at or just do the best I can at least. And I just took a step back from tennis and then I just really was starting to think, oh, maybe I really want to dance. It's kind of been in me for obviously a while, but I've just never done really much about it. So yeah, and then it wasn't until like, you know, Vanessa was just, pushed and pushed me like crazy to try and make like catch up to what I've missed over the years like you know I was a 15 year old going into pretty much starting dancing three four days a week like that's just was quite surreal to me I was like well this is like a lot and it was so hard it wasn't flexible I couldn't even do a double turn like you know just stuff like that like I was just so behind so I you know I did every ballet class possible I did every jazz class possible every contemporary hip-hop wasn't even a thing back then so yeah it was just very lyrical ballet based contemporary based yeah and then I was there for three years and then that's when I auditioned for Brand Street Studios so I you know finished my high schooling and then I ended up auditioning for Brand Street and I got into Brand Street I actually got into the classical contemporary street, which was really cool. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe I'm actually like good at dancing. I don't know. <laughs> and then I actually finished school and I was like, I really want to dance. So here I go. I'm off to dancing now. So the next following year, and I went full-time dance training. And it was a big thing because my dad previously, um, well, he lost his job like two years prior to that. And my mom was like, oh, how am I going to afford, a, you know, a full-time, you know, I wasn't really a uni type of person. Like I wasn't a school person. I was very quite practical, wanted to be out there, more of a visual creative type person. So I just wanted to be in that space. I remember she ended up saving from the day I got accepted. Yeah, she started saving. And by the time I started, she actually saved up like four grand. So she just wanted to be that head that she knew because she was the only, you know, the one that's bringing in the moolah. So she was very smart about that and she just wanted to make it happen for me, which I really appreciate her for doing. Yeah, and then I started Brent Street and then it was just quite a surreal experience, like walking into the room full of amazing dancers. It's like the top of every studio that goes to full time. That's what it feels like. 
and you know, I was in such a year of some like really big personalities, amazing dancers. Like I trained with like Lauren Seymour, Pat Santos, Natasha Marconi, Chris Italius, Matt Godey, Beck Morris, amazing people like that are doing amazing things now. There's not many of us left in that full-time year. It was such a tough year and I was just so like behind, which I knew that I was. So I ended up doing the contemporary strength for the first term. And then I was just like, I'm not really inspired by this like course right now. Like, I just feel like it's just not where I want to be. I'm not with the people that are pushing me to be better. It was only like a small stream. There was probably about, what, 10 of us in there. And like people were dropping off like flies, you know, they couldn't handle it or it was too hard or, or kind of the same thing, you know, not really inspiring. So I ended up talking to Cameron Mitchell about it and he was just like, it's not very inspiring. And he just made me transfer to the performing arts stream for the second term. And that was the best thing I ever did. You know, I just walked past this class and they were doing hip hop, jazz. And I was like, I want to do that. Like it's just something different and fresh for me. So I was like, I really want to do that. And I just knew that I was so behind. Like, I just wanted to be up with them. That's just the drive that I've always had as a person. I had the best time. Like, I, you know, pushed myself. And I feel like I really peaked at the end of my full time, which happens to a lot of people, I think. But these days, I feel like, the, you know, kids are amazing when they enter. Then they're just as, like, even more amazing when they leave. Where I was such a right down the bottom. And then I was like, you know, probably you know, as high as I probably would have gone. I know some people did two years of full-time, but not sure, you know, do you want to put my mum through another <laughs> financial craze? At the best time, I did a few gigs as well, like during that time as well. Like I ended up doing an Arena Spectacular as well. Um, I did like the Ben-Hur big thing that happened here in Sydney at the ANZ Stadium, which was amazing. So I did some like really cool things in full time and I got to really find out so much about myself. I was very independent, you know, I was traveling two hours on a train there, two hours on a train back. Yeah, just always up in Sydney, just being around, you know, like-minded people and just being so independent. And I feel like I learned so much as an 18 year old boy. Yeah, that's kind of like my journey up until full time. Yeah, it wasn't until like after the whole summer break where I was like, what do I do? What, what do I do? There's only so many people that get chosen for it. And that like, if you get an agency at the end of your graduation or what happens here, like I had no idea, like, you know, I wasn't really educated. Like some people know this stuff because they went to Brent Street previously or they're in Sydney, they're amongst it. I was just like this Wollongong boy, had no idea. I started dancing three years ago, don't even know. So I ended up, I started teaching at Vanessa's, just bits here and there. And then there was another school in Wollongong that I took up. And then it wasn't until I got an email from this agent that was just, Chris, are you interested in cruise ships? Well, back in full time, cruise ships wasn't really a thing that we strive to do. It mm -hmm. wasn't like we want to, you know, push you to be a cruise ship dancer. It was a little bit looked down upon it at this period of time, wasn't it? It, it was. I think, yeah, it kind of was. Back in 2010, it mm. was. People always wanted to be on the next X Factor or they wanted to be the next, you know, one of the arias dancing behind that artist. That's what the, the goal was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like training us dancers to be versatile in any job. It was just that that's what it was. And then I went to this audition. I was very secretive about it. Like I didn't want anyone to know because of that. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, because I was so, you know, I was this 19-year-old boy that had no idea and I didn't want people to think that I was, oh, my God, like he's doing like a Christian dancer. Like, you know, he goes to Red Street. That was always playing on my mind yeah so I ended up going and then there was only 10 people in the audition it was a very exclusive audition 
I ended up booking the gig and I left literally like two months later. I've always never really talked about it when I was auditioning. It was just a really scary thing. And I remember that. Like, I remember like just leaving and not even telling anyone. Did you enjoy the experience and would you recommend it to other people? Absolutely. I think being on a cruise ship is probably one of the hardest jobs you'll ever do. People think like on a cruise ship, it's just, it's basic quarry. It's this, it's nothing that's pushing you. It's nothing... You know, it's easy. Anyone can get on a ship. Anyone can do that, which, yeah, they probably can. Like, that's not, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a job and you're getting paid for it. But the things that you do learn is, like, you're working with people from multiple countries, people that are, like, literally all walks of life from, like, what, 18 to 70 years old, people that have different interests in all different things, get to learn about a ship, how it operates, safety, just what it's like to be on international waters, how to deal with like foreign currency, how to deal with just so many things like you could probably think of. I think it really made me who I am as a person, like growing up into my 20s. I think it's really made me realize like who I am as a person and as a dancer as well. I ended up only doing three contracts. I even said at the start, I was like, I couldn't do this for that long. Mm -hmm. Like I just needed this as well. I think just starting a bit later as well in um, dancing, it really pushed me as a performer I think I didn't really get all that performance time growing up like kids do now like they go and do 500 at Stedford's in a month and they're getting all that stage time and then by the time they're 18 they're incredible on stage like I had no idea like I really didn't I did what three concerts and then I was at Red Street (laughs) you know so I was so behind and I feel like it really just helped me just shape me as a dancer and be more confident in my dancing as well. So yeah, I ended up only doing three years on Carnival Cruise Lines and it's just amazing how now it's really changed now in terms of cruise ships. It's, it's a really like accepted job now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that's great. And I think that we should all push people to do a cruise ship at least one you're either gonna like it or, or hate it so and you can leave at any time it's not you're not like stuck on there in like a prison it's totally your choice but i highly recommend it and it's so much fun like you get to travel the world you get to have a lot of days off <laughs> you get treated really well i think there's just people just think oh it's just dancing on a cruise ship it's just an easy way out i think for me some people maybe do it when they're later they want to try and start on land first see mm-hmm. how they go and then transition but I felt like for me I wanted to do it as soon as I finished full-time and then I kind of seasoned into establishing myself here in Sydney. You pretty much didn't take up proper training until you were in year 10. Can you believe that you actually got into Brent Street from that amount of training? No and this is why I admire Vanessa like my you know my dance teacher a lot is you know she's passionate she wants her students to be the best they can be and I think she saw that in me as well knowing that I had so much potential and she wanted to push me and she did and there was things that she did for me then I returned into her, like for her as well you know I helped out so much with the studio and in you know in recognition she helped with my ballet she did extra classes with me she gave me solos and she just wanted me to be the best thing she just knew that she saw that in me and that's why I have so much respect for her so now we're best friends now for 15 years and now I'm like quite involved with the studio now it's just it's amazing our little journey that we've got together we've created so many amazing dancers what would you say to other young dancers who see these people starting at three four years of age and they get to 10 11 and think it's too late for me to start what would you say to them in my teaching i always say it's never too late maybe for certain styles of dance like for a ballerina that's quite set I think, but there's people out there like Misty Copeland. She started, what, when she was 15, 16? Look at her now. 
she's like a principal of like a ballet company. It just goes to show of the drive and the motivation of the student and how much you push them as well. But it's like I always say to my kids, it's a two-way street, not a one-way. You've got to work together and you can only want so much for them, but they have to be the people that do it. I don't want to push someone into doing what they don't want to do. Like I started tennis when I was 10 and I was playing in South America when I was 14. I just was that person that just wanted to be better at everything. Yeah, that was just me as a, as a kid, I think. Was the dream until then to become the next Leighton Hewitt when did you have to decide? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the dream. Everyone always goes, oh, God, why don't you be a tennis player? The more money, the more money. <laughs> I was just like, look, you don't actually know how hard tennis is. Just not on the body, but mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard. Just the pressure as well. Was it hard yeah. giving up on tennis with everyone obviously saying, look, this is where the opportunities are. Why would you go dancing? What was it that made you choose dancing over tennis? Well, I think I was like 18 and I, it was like high school and I was doing both and I was obviously studying as well. So there was a lot. My mum was just like, Chris, you're doing a lot. Like, you know, I was playing tennis like three, four times a week then I was dancing three, four times a week. And then I was doing like solo trip. Like I was going to Stedfords and then I was doing tournaments and then I was going to trip Stedfords. There was actually so much going on. Where was my time for studying, you know? And I really wanted to do well in my HSC as well. So there was just so much to juggle. And my mum was like, you're going to have to pick one, Chris. You just have to pick one. And I think it was just for me, it was just dance was just so fresh for me. And I think the people like my principal, like Vanessa and like my teachers that were like believing in me so much about my dancing I think that just made me push the decision is where I wanted to like be a dancer knowing that I could possibly do well you came back from cruise ships and you were actually on so you think you can dance what was that experience like oh I actually auditioned before the ships so I actually did it when I was 18 and then I came back and then I did it again it was actually crazy the first one was crazy because that was when the it was the series with like Bonnie Go, Matt Lee and Jason Coleman. It was pretty wild. It was pretty fun. Like I was in high, like doing my HSC and I got to like, what, the fifth round or something, like TV round. I was there for 10 hours just waiting to audition. And I was just like this little boy from Wollongong. It was actually pretty surreal. I remember sitting in the, like, the auditorium with all these incredible dancers just staring at me and they all knew each other as well. Like that was the most crazy thing. I'm yeah. still thinking of this person who's done three years of proper training and you've got all these people sitting there who must have been dancing since they were tiny. That's what I mean. Like, here I am, like, stretching, like, <laughs> like, jumping up and down, like, full serious, and they're just, like, chatting. I, I was just always that competitive. Like, I just didn't, you know. I think the hardest thing for me was, like, when we got to the choreography round, really pushed that I struggled with that. This was just, like, on the spot, you had to pick it up, and I was, like, so frazzled, and I was like, shh. Oh, this is really hard. I've got to remember it in like a second. I think that's what really challenged me in that competition was the choreography, definitely, because I was like, I can't pick this up. It was really hard. So I had to work on that and I knew I had to work on that. If that is your weak part, picking up choreography, how do you work on that? I think it's just training your brain. Yeah, so I think once I went on the cruise ship and had to like learn so many things in a small amount of time, I think that really just put that in your brain and just go, okay, right needs to happen in the next four weeks and I was always a person that would be in the room the next room just practicing like mm-hmm. every second like till I got it right any chance I got and like I always struggled with counts as well didn't know how to count back then it was all like gap 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 rhythms or like lyrics or you know it's not these days it's one end to end you know you're actually doing it to like end counts or so 
there's so many things that I did learn on a cruise ship. It's like to pick up choreography, like super quick, count music and be in time. So many things that I had to pick up clear that it was a mind frazzle, but it was a push and I loved it. And I got told I was shit. I did my first contract. It was a really hard first couple of weeks for me because we had this, the main supervisor on the ship and she had this show that was so stylized, like fossey types. I came from Brent Street, like <laughs> the year before doing commercial to fossey. Like, you know, just, I had no idea what the style, like I never, never did Fosse or yeah. anything. Like back in the day, like we never did that. I feel like these days we get more of the Broadway and the more stylistic jazzes. I think that was another hard thing. Like I got told I had to learn the show again. She made me learn the show again six months later with the new cast. She just had this thing, thing for me and I just like was scared of her. Like she just scared the crap out of me every time. And she just thought I didn't blend with the boys and all this stuff. Like, it was just, it was so heartbreaking. And then I go to the next ship and then the supervisor absolutely adores me. Like, she loves me. It's so weird. It's amazing how different people, different opinions, love you. It's like an audition. Yeah. You know, if you don't get it, but go to the next one, you'll get it. It's weird. How did you deal with that? Well, the first week on the ship, there was just so many things going through my head. Obviously, I was like homesick, seasick, <laughs> and just full of Cory that I was just so emotional. But I was never person that would give up like I'm not just don't give up and you know I knew I was just like look Chris it's gonna get easier it's gonna get easier when she goes it'll get easier and it got easier as well you know when she left and stuff like that and it was just being told pretty much you're really bad because I remember she was telling me she's like Chris you just she's like you don't have style those little things hurt you mm. know when you're being told like other things by other people and but it's, it's just a style thing like that's her baby of a show and she wants it how she wants it so I just had to just take it on the chin and just go look okay I'm just going to try and work hard at it and do the best I can and if she doesn't want to hire me again she doesn't have to hire me again like that's okay anyway and then I came back and I was actually I didn't actually get another ship for five months actually and I was because like when I was on the ship everyone used to be like yeah I went home for four weeks and I got another ship so I thought oh okay so you kind of like just go home for four weeks and you just hop on another one type thing I waited five months so I started teaching like the whole first term and then they offered me another ship and it was like quite a technical ship and I was like oh this is great this is my thing technical and it was my ship like it was the best the three best shows it was the best thing and the supervisor loved me so it was great <laughs> and I ended up getting her for my third one as well so and she pushed me to get the, the third one so we worked really well together the difference between those two two supervisors was one of them was just very fussy um, orientated it's all stylized mm -hmm where my second supervisor was very out attack and really big and really, you know, she loved Aussie dancers, how they like brought the energy and they were just so hard hitting and big and they could always jump, and turn and all that stuff. And that was just obviously more me. So you're not everyone's cup of tea. So I really got used to that. <laughs> Your big movements, not subtle movements, Chris. Oh, nah, I have to go <laughs> full out all the time. See, this is the thing. See, I'm, I'm just such a person that has to go full out. I can't do little like marking for me, nah. <laughs> now you also yeah. performed in Bonnie Lithgow's pantomimes. How did you find that experience? Well, this is the thing, like I'm, I'm not really a musical theater person. Like. I have not, haven't really done much music for theatre. But I met Bonnie when um, I did Say Think back when I was like 18. So to work with her again was absolutely amazing. Like I think she's incredible. She's done so many incredible things across her career. And yeah, when I got that email saying, Chris, if the shoe fits, and I was like, oh, wow, 
which is pretty cool. <laughs> also, I get to work, got to work with Jed as well, who did So You Think back when I did it. And, you know, just to, like, it was really cool, like, working with her, like, maybe, what, eight years later. And it was great. The State Theatre is an amazing theatre, and I got truly blessed to dance on that stage. And it was an amazing cast as well. So it was so great. And I had all my kids come and watch as well, which was all, like, pretty cool thing. In your career so far, what would you say has been your greatest achievement? I've actually had so many. I think as a whole thing, I think on the cruise ship, just learning so much. I think over a long period of time I think you do a gig for like what you know a week yeah you do learn a lot but then I just don't I just don't think it compares to something that happens over like a nine month period I just feel like I just learned so much on a ship and overseas and I learned so much about myself performance wise probably Sam Smith um, at Mardi Gras this year that was pretty amazing oh, there's been so many like good gigs I've done some like <laughs> I've done so many I'm trying to pinpoint I've done like a lot of TVCs as well which has been a great thing for me as well like I really enjoy doing those as well I think the best thing about being a dancer is that like, you can really tap into that TV as well I did one in India in 2014 which Matt Lee choreographed and we went over for a week and it was a pretty amazing experience going to India and really seeing everything and how they live and just working there and it was incredible. What have been the biggest challenges you've faced? Obviously being told that you're not good enough, obviously. There's been plenty of those and obviously getting those rejections and just moving to Sydney when I got back from the ship and then just see you later mum like just moving to Sydney to try and do something with my career even more to push it even further and it's taken me a long time like it, it doesn't just happen like that so I think over time like you know moving to Sydney doing all those things like trying to get to that class or try and get that agent try to get that next gig like those are all challenges like you really want to work everyone wants to work so I think yeah there's been so many challenges just just personally just getting yourself out there that's probably the hardest thing those times when you've been told you weren't good enough or you weren't good at your dancing do you think that they have an effect on the way you interact with the students you teach today absolutely I would actually sit like walk in have a conversation you know one day I did this one time I did this one just to really like let them in like you look it happens to the best of us like we're not these amazing people that have just had the best lives you know we've all come from something that's really put us down or challenged us so I like to incorporate that into my teaching and to the kids that, you know, that I teach as well. So, What is your favourite style to teach? <sighs> I think commercial jazz is my favourite. Yeah, I mean, I, I teach lyrical and contemporary as well, which is where I came from um, as a background. But as, you know, as time has really progressed, I've really just started to like commercial jazz and I love that hard hitting that full out yeah don't breathe type jazz <laughs> what are the best parts and the most challenging parts of teaching dance I think the challenging parts is like you walk into a class and you just never know what's going to happen I think you never know what the kids are feeling you know I've taught for now what 10 years and I just I've seen so many things happen over time and I've seen girls that were three years old now they're 18 and I've taught them over their time and I've seen them just have moments like with me with other people with other students and I think that's such a challenge and also um, you know dealing with you know their parents and then there's that's there's just so many things with teaching that comes definitely if you've got an involvement studio and also I put my heart and soul into everything that I do so I love to have a connection with the dancer 
So therefore, we do probably have those issues and we, we need to overcome them. We need to like talk them out. There's so many things that go through my mind every time I enter a class going, oh, what's going to happen today? But I always go in feeling like I need to be super like energetic. I need to be this, I need to be that because someone could be having a really shit day over there and I could really turn it around. So that's what I aim to do when I teach. So, but I've had some really, yeah, crazy times teaching with kids <laughs> and I've had to deal with so many things and like just their energies and just because I'm such an upbeat teacher, I'm just such an upbeat person. And that one person that comes in and talks about their weekend or their boyfriend dumping them and it just really pulls everything down, I will go off my nut and I will, I will, no, absolutely, because I think it just, I don't want the whole energy to be brought down in the class because of one person. Yeah. I will bring it up and I will talk to them about it and know that this is what I don't think you should do this and you shouldn't be bringing it into the classroom so that's also been a really big challenge for me is like what mood is the child in today what am I going to get out of them today so I think that's what I really go into a class knowing that I need to be fully energetic this everything possible so they can feel like okay this is my happy space I can come in here regardless of what's happened or outside the classroom and I feel like that's what I've come to realize over the years as well that's another thing that I've learned over the years is just how to treat situations you never know with whatever situation you're in so you've always dealt it in a oh crap why did I say that or why did I do that but I'll know for next time what advice would you give to your 10 year old self just anything is possible. Go for it. Knowing that there's people out there that believe in you and people that care about you and they just want you to be the best that you can be and the best version of yourself. So I think I was quite lucky to have people like that. Just anything is possible and you've just got to be have that motivation and drive as a kid. And I'm so glad that I had that. What are your future goals and dreams? I've always been a person that's always looked into the present, knowing that I never know what's going to happen in five years. People have asked me, Chris, are you going to start up a studio? Chris, are you going to do this? Chris, are you going to do that? Or I'm just like, I actually don't know yet. <laughs> I love what I do right now. Like I'm, I'm loving choreographing, I'm loving teaching, and I love just going around and teaching all different kids every week and um, meeting new people. And like, there's just so many opportunities that just pop up here and there, here and there. And like, that could be that one opportunity next week that could set me up for the rest of my life. So I'm just a very in the moment type person. If someone asks me my goals in five years, like I really can't give them a straight answer. Thank you so much for chatting with us. How can people get in contact with you, follow you, find out about workshops you've got going on? Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking to you guys today. You can find me at Chris Haynes Choreography as my dance page or just Chris Haynes as my personal page. But yes, my dance page all has my, my workshop details on that for the summer break. So stay tuned. Well, thank you, Chris. Thanks for chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Chris, so much for joining us. Remember, you can find all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via DM on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. Don't forget to head over to My Diva Squad to check out their amazing bags and dance accessories. They have the best bags. Keep dancing. And remember, listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.